Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot, means a ton, helps the channel grow immensely. Um, also, if you're listening to this in the podcast, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Breaker, anywhere there's a streaming platform, we're there. Please, please, please like, comment, subscribe, review, five-star review. means a lot here for the channel. Uh, but first off, guys, we're going to talk about why I believe and still believe even after a five and seven season, even after losing to Kansas, why I believe Sark is the right answer for the University of Texas going forward. But prior to us getting to that, folks, let's get into our sponsors. First off, folks, support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just released their lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, folks, 4.0. Trust over 4 million men worldwide uh, who use Manscaped, folks. So use this promo code down here, folks, Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Get your 20% off from free worldwide shipping. Again, 20% off from free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com and also folks new sponsor alert hey folks i just got sponsored by bet us man so go to betus.com get 125 percent sign up bonus using the code ninos corner at betus.com or if you don't want to type all that in just go to the link in the comments Click on that link. It'll take you to BetUS. You set you up a nice account. Uh, put your first bet in. Your first bet, you get 125% sign-up bonus on those first bets. Great, folks, for UFC. Great for boxing. Great for the football games we're going to have here in the fall. Again, folks, 125% sign-up bonus using the code Nino's Corner at BetUS.com or just go in the comments or go into the video description. Click that link. It'll take you right there. <coughs> Excuse me. But folks, we're here to talk about why Sark is right for the University of Texas. There's a lot of reasons why he's right. Now, I've been hearing a bunch of comments, especially in my videos, where people are saying Sark isn't the guy. Um, and usually these are fans from other um, you know, fan bases. But I'm hearing comments that he's never won more than nine games, yada, yada, yada. All right, folks, understand that. Yes, New Washington, Steve Sarkeesian won nine games. Nine games. I get it. But go take a look at that Washington team. The year prior to him getting there, he took over a team that went 0-12, people. Within five years, he had that team 9-4. and A stark turnaround. Very stark turnaround. Had a lot of draft picks, quarterbacks from those teams going into the league. Sark has been one of those guys that has been able to rebuild a program. Even at Washington, going 0-12, the year prior to him getting there, he gets that team, I think, to win four or five games the first year, then seven games. Then he kind of breaks through the barrier there, and then Slasher gets nine games, nine and four at the end of his fifth year. Now, we all know he goes to USC, wins nine games his first season at USC, recruits very well. Demons catch up with him. We understand that. We understand that those things have made uh, you know, Coach Sarkeesian a better man. And he's spoken about that plenty of times, about how his past issues, um, his past troubles have made him to the man that he is today. 
You see he has a, a wonderful wife that's that's by his side all the time. You see he's enjoying life coaching the game. You see he is one of those guys that is a player's coach. He's one of those guys that, you know, during the Oklahoma game, you know, when Worthy fumbled the ball, what did he go? He went up to Worthy and said, smile for me, right? Or something to that effect. But basically, smile for me. Why aren't you smiling? Go out there and make another play. And what did Worthy do? He went out there and made another play. Those are the kind of players that you understand that those are the kind of coaches that players want to play for. Um, I saw an interview um, with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I think he was in, you know, getting interviewed by McLeworth in Alabama. All right. And Sark basically made this, made this comment and said that, yes, when you come over and you start a new regime, you can inherit some of the traits from the older regime. But just understand that you are inheriting those problems and only basically paraphrasing here. You are kicking the can down the road when it comes to the problems that were already instilled in this organization. They did not hire you to come in here and be status quo and to keep things going. Keep your head above water. They hired you to make things better. So, yes, this first year, guys, what did Sark do? He instilled his system. Was it going to be buy-in from everybody? No. Buy-in only comes in uh, when you start to get the players that you want there, the players that want to be there and play for you. And that's what Steve Sarkeesian is actually doing here. He's been trained by the best folks, the best in college football, all right? Been trained by Nick Saban. Been trained by Pete Carroll. And those are guys who are very dominating figures. Those are alphas. Those are alpha males. So when they brought their system in, guess what, folks? They weren't going to use the old person system. They're going to do what they got to do. Pete Carroll had the best first season. He's at USC. I think he won six games, right? Nick Saban had the first, the, the best first season when he was at Alabama. He went seven and six and lost to Louisiana Monroe at home in Tuscaloosa, folks, right? So this is where we're at here. Now, I'm not comparing Sark to those guys because those guys are, when you talk about the level of coaches, you know, let's be honest. Uh, Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. And uh, Pete Carroll is somebody who redefined um, that USC program. All the history in that USC program, Pete Carroll made it cool again, right? He made it cool again. Um, he's one of the greatest coaches ever also in college football and also Coastal wins the Super Bowl in the NFL as well. Pete Carroll's a stud. But what I'm getting at here, folks, is that to instill your your culture, to instill the environment in which you want to succeed and want the people that work for you and work with you to succeed, there are going to be bumps in the road that first year. There are. There are just going to be bumps in the road. Um, it's just like in the military. It's just like any other job. If you're a leader, if you're somebody that's that's coming in to command something, to lead something, guess what? People are still trying to figure out, are you like the last guy? Because I didn't really like the last guy. Are you like the last guy? Right? Or the last guy's not here because he got fired, because he wasn't doing good things. Now, are you going to do the same things as the last guy's going to do? Or are you going to implement something that is better, something that's more unique, something that is as good? And that's what Steve Sarkeesian's done, folks. Think about this for a minute. Why is Steve Sarkeesian the perfect hire here at Texas? You see what he's doing here on the recruiting trail. Now, I've said this plenty of times before, folks. I've said this plenty of times about the Texas recruiting classes. Yes, we've had very high recruiting classes in the past. Top five classes, top ten classes. It is what it is. This is Texas. You can do that in your sleep here if you just pull talent from in, you know, in this state. But those classes weren't cohesive. They didn't fit. We had a lot of skill position players, 
a lot of wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, defensive backs. But in the trenches, in the trenches, folks, this, this is where games are won. In the offensive line side of the ball and the defensive line side of the ball, the recruiting was not up to par. And I did a video before when we talked about the offensive line recruiting and the woes that we've had here at Texas. The five previous seasons prior to Steve Sarkeesian being here, that was four years of Tom Herman. That was one year of Charlie Strong. Those last five seasons, I'd say the easy five years, 18 offensive line commitments. Dead last in the Big 12. Dead last in the Big 12, folks. Tied with Kansas, dead last. 18 offensive line commitments. That is not a way to sustain yourself to win a conference, to even try to go win a bowl game, to go win a game against Kansas. You can't do that and be sustainable here in this conference or in any conference for that. Now, you might get lucky because you have a lot of talent on the skill positions. You might hit lightning in the bottle one day. You might get a team when they're down. Uh, you might get a season where we go 10-4 and four and we go to the Sugar Bowl and we dominate Georgia in that Sugar Bowl. Those are one-offs. That's not the a rule. That was the exception and not the rule. And as we saw in those five seasons, 10 and 4, we didn't get anything close to that since. You know, Tom Herman's first year, 7 and 6, right? Third year, 10 and 4. Fourth year, 8 and 5. Last year, 7 and 3. So not bad records, but not Texas standard, right? Not Texas standard at all. And it all starts in the trenches, like we said before. And that's why I believe Steve Sarkeesian is the perfect hire here at the University of Texas. What has he done in these last two recruiting cycles? He's went out and he's short up the trenches, folks. Definitely short up the trenches. Getting seven offensive line recruits in the 2022 cycle. Headlined by DJ Campbell. Headlined by Kelvin Banks Jr. Headlined by Cam Williams and Cole Hudson and Connor Robinson and Malik Agbo and Neto. Right? Those are seven quality offensive linemen. And the lowest recruit there has a high floor. That's what you want. He's building the trenches up because he knows when he goes to the SEC in the near future, he's going to need those big bodies. He's seen it. Coach Alabama. He brought Alabama their most high potent offense that they've ever seen when they won the championship just two years ago. So what did Sark do in this next season here in 2023 for this recruiting class? He's doubled down in that offensive line. He's doubled down in that defensive line. We can look at the offensive line recruiting. What do you get? Jaden Chapman, Connor Stroh, right? We got another guy, Andre Kojo. And also we got Trevor Goosby. Four high quality offensive linemen with high floors and astronomical ceilings. But the key to that, folks, is high floors. You know what you're going to get. And if you get those guys in a program like Texas with a good strength and conditioning program and good coaching, not only by Coach Sarkeesian, but those offensive linemen getting coached by, I'm going to go ahead and say it, I think he's the best offensive line coach in the country, and Coach Cal Flood, you're going to have something here with this program in the near future that teams are going to be scared of. College football is so much better when Texas is good. It just is. When your big brands are good, college football is great. When USC is good, college football is great. When Texas is good, college football is great. Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, Georgia. You want to know why college football is great when those teams are great? Because those teams have great fan bases that really care about the game. When Ohio State is great, it's awesome. When Michigan is great, it's awesome. It brings so much to the college football 
uh, atmosphere. Even a team like Nebraska, when they're great, it brings so much because they do have a loyal fan base that does great things. Now, I say all this because I believe Steve Sarkeesian is definitely going to bring Texas back to the standards in which we're used to having, folks. Like I said, he's building the trenches, not only on the offensive line, but on the defensive line as well. A hell of a class last year in 22. The Chris Rosses, the Aaron Bryants, um, the Jare Bledsoe's, you know, a lot of great talent. And he shored that up again this year, bringing in more defensive line talent, you know, getting a guy like Sidir Mitchell, uh, a big 6'5", 345-pound defensive lineman. We are seeing exactly that Sark knows what it takes to get to that next level, not only in this conference in the Big 12, but in the future conference that we are headed to in the SEC. One other thing that I want to talk about with Steve Sarkeesian, why I think he is going to be one of those guys that is going to bring, not one, but be the guy to bring Texas back and bring Texas back to the forefront of where Texas should be, is because he is not giving up on the quarterback position. Now, we have seen in the past, let's take a look. 2005 to win a championship. If Texas does not have Vince Young, where does that team go? We saw exactly what happened in Colt McCoy's last year. When Colt goes out in the national championship game, we didn't have bona fide uh, backup to take his position to assure that we are able to get a win. And what Steve Sarkeesian is doing here at Texas is something that we haven't seen in quite a long time. Going out and getting a Quinn Ewers. Awesome. Having a Quinn Ewers, having a Hudson card to compete and battle for this job lets you know that we're going to be just fine. (coughs) And not only doing that and being comfortable having Quinn Ewers, knowing that you're going to have him for two years. We have went out and got the number one quarterback recruit and the number one player in the nation in Arch Manning. Shoring up the quarterback room again. So now you went from a room where it's very unhealthy to now having a room of Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, Hudson Card. Those are your three guys. Uh, a Charles Wright in there as well. And now throwing in an Arch Manning in for the 2023 cycle. So you're seeing that Sark understands that to win games, you need a great offensive line, you need a great defensive line. And also to win games, you need somebody who is really good at quarterback. And the best way to get those numbers and get the person who is going to be the best person at quarterback is to, is to throw numbers at it. You know, a lot of people didn't think Colt McCoy was going to turn out to what he was. He's a three-star recruit. You know, we had a five-star that was sitting in front of him. He beat out Jevin Sneed. Jevin Sneed had to go. All right? So you stockpile the room with talent and let the talent run out. Same thing with the offensive line. We go take a look at some of these offensive lines over the past five years in the Big 12. Look at a team like Baylor. Baylor had, I think, 26 or 23 recruits over that five-year span. Yeah, That is five to, yeah, five more recruits in Texas. And if it was 26, you're looking at another eight more recruits in Texas. I, I think it was 26. However, if it was 26, you get eight more recruits. That's eight more bodies in that room. Now, we understand that offensive linemen are some of the hardest positions to grade. That's why you need bodies and a certain body type. We don't need lean guards. We need big guards. And that's what you see Cal Flood doing. He's going out and getting guys with size. 
That's exactly what he's doing because big bodies move people. It's hard to move back a person who's 350 pounds. It just is, folks. A 300-pound person can move back somebody to 280, but it's hard for that 300-pound person to move back somebody who's 350 pounds. So why do I think Steve Sarkeesian is the right fit here at Texas? Because I've seen him build a program at Washington. We've seen him go 0-12 the previous season before him getting there and leaving that program 9-4. We've seen him do it. We've seen him start off pretty good at USC, winning nine games his first year, recruiting well before you know, he had his problems. He becomes a better man out of those problems, um, comes back, becomes an offensive coordinator and an analyst first off at Alabama before becoming a coordinator and putting the greatest show uh, in the Alabama offensive you know, juggernaut that they've ever had. I mean, he put that, that show on the field. That's what Steve Sarkeesian did. So what are we getting? We're getting a guy who understands what it takes to win. We're getting a guy who understands offense. And we're getting a guy who's implementing his own system. And yes, folks, Longhorns, it's going to take a little bit of time. So let's just give the man some time. Let him understand that, hey, we're in here for the long haul with you, coach. And we're going to win a lot of games with you. But on that note, folks, man, I end this podcast like in all of them. Do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. And like always, folks, horns always up. Hook them.